Yes, I am. The dog is on uh, vaccination 755. The other, the siblings who live on the street have only had two vaccinations, but I suspect they looked at Frank and went, oh ho. So every week we get a, a message saying she needs to come for another vaccination that is £750. Not worked out, and though. we are giving her pills every sort of three weeks for the most weird diseases that I've never heard of. We went to the vet. Just yeah, the, but you and Frank were just really... What? Frank likes her so, and Frank will not admit it. You were trying it. to get a dog to you and the, the vet was going, no, that's too big, she's having a puppy. And you guys were like, that's fine. And she was like, but she's got brown teeth. It's too big, and you're like, that's fine. You couldn't. We wanted no, and also we've given her a bone, which we're not supposed to do. This massive. But she bone. said their teeth break so easily because they're brittle. The poor vet was trying to be really clear. It's your decision, but this is. We were right. desperate. We and were they desperate. Were like, no, we were that's desperate. she was showing them all these different things. They were like, we'll have that one. <laughs> the teeth breaking one. No. She's got, yeah. we've given her a, a, a like could, a cow's leg. So you have gone in the from like slightly hoping she'd run away to being. Oh, we were definitely, we were going to get rid of her, 100%. For two weeks, every night, we were going to get rid of her. Both of them look completely broken. We gave her oh. this massive bone, which we shouldn't do. The dog is now covered head to toe in marrow and blood from the bone. So she stinks. The house stinks. You're not supposed to give puppies these bones. But we were desperate. So we just got this massive cow's leg. Because she, we didn't know what she was biting everything. We couldn't have a break they from were, her. They were so broken, We Joe. were broken. Were like, so somebody okay. said, give a dog a bone. So we went to the butchers and said, can we have a massive bone? And she was brilliant because she just stayed in our garden the whole time. But then she came in head to toe, blood, marrow. like, And she Dinks now. Uh, so yes, that's what, where we're at to with the dog. Welcome to I Wish I Was an Only Child with me, Rachel Mason. And me, Cathy Mason. Where we speak to siblings about the dynamic of their relationship so we can see where we're going wrong. Today we spoke to writer and activist Gina Martin and comedian and writer Stevie Martin. We've obviously been doing our research and listening to lots of podcasts and reading around. And insanely jealous of your family, yes. to be honest. Yes, yeah, so the four of you in the household. But yeah, tell us a bit about the dynamic growing up because you because your, your parents sorry Sam very creative your dad is a, a session drummer and your mum mum basically is like a jack of all trades but she's incredibly arty and she used to um paint like wonderful children's murals on, on people's walls and like she used to look after like she went, she went to America and like looked after like billionaires children uh, as like a live-in nanny and then she like retrained at 40 and did a full degree and became an interior designer for like 10, 11 years. And now she's looking after kids again and illustrating on the side. So oh, she's basically lovely. just like a creative explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And a very good mum, obviously. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And your dad? Dad's a drummer. Dad's been a session drummer forever. He started playing drums when he was like nine. I hope that's right. I think he was about nine. He's very little. And he just wanted to do, decided he wanted to do that and he never stopped and he made, he's made a living out of doing that, which is very hard to do mm. because if you're in a band, you're like in a, you're the drummer of that band. So whether the band does well or not, that depends on your career. But like he's played for lots, lots of different people. So he's played for, I don't know. He always says, I'm the, I'm the only drummer that's played for like Aretha Franklin and Anton Deck. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like well, everywhere in between. But, and he's taught, he's very, dad's dad's more of a practical person than mum. We're all, mum's very creative. I mean, Stevie, get that from mum. 
But I think dad's actually creative in his own way because I think to be a musician, you have to be creative, but he doesn't see that because he can't draw. He's like, I'm not creative. And it's like, but you're a drummer. You are. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's taught me drums since I was a little girl. Um, He tried to teach me about I was shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're not shit. You're just not good. And (laughs) And mum and dad are very funny people. Very naturally funny people, both of them. Very playful, very silly. The whole family, the all four of us, I don't think any of us take ourselves seriously. When we hang out, the four of us, it's like 100 miles an hour. And mm. like, you, like we went to celebrate my dad's 60th recently. We were like having dinner and there was like telling all these stories and we're all laughing. And then like we all got up and me and dad and Stevie were doing the hoedown throwdown from Hannah Montana for like 10 minutes. And dad was like, Aww. couldn't do it, but he was just like, pissing himself laughing and dancing it's Mm. always like very high energy when we're together but we also can't ever decide anything because everyone's very excitable so whenever we come home like it'll be like about once when we're like cool what are we going to do for lunch and then at four we still haven't eaten lunch because no one's decided anything (laughs) someone's been like i've cancelled the pub i've cancelled the pub pub." and then someone's mopping so now we can't use the kitchen and then someone's like like, should we make some felt animals and we're like okay (laughs) so it's 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 very difficult to eat um as a group that's yes. what I would describe our family as. <laughs> mm. So when you were growing up, was it was there very little outside coming in? Was it just the four of you? And that, because that's what it feels like. Yes, that is actually yes. quite true. Yeah. So, but but what was nice is that like we would go and um, if Dad was on tour somewhere that was like I want to say holidayable um, yeah. or weekend breakable, like Paris, um, or... like Paris. Yeah. Or we went to Israel once. That was really nice. Like, and we'd go and like join him. Mm. and to have a little holiday around that so but so then you we got to like meet loads like a great variety yeah. of people and so like yeah also sometimes his musician friends would come and like s- sleep in um like stay over or something because they were like going on the way somewhere else or so we kind of it was quite nice because we got to like meet loads of people but also yeah, yeah in terms of our family unit we are like very very tight and very like I mean, we had friends around and they're very, like, they are very, very sociable. But it, yeah, it's like, we're, we're a little gang, you know, in, in, in the world. I think as well, it's where we are. Like, mum and dad moved, mum and dad were living in Manhattan for ages. And then they came back here to England to have us. And Thrilled about that, obviously. Thrilled yeah, we were so, like, thanks for moving to, here, to Cheshire. Manhattan. I was going to say, why? <laughs> like, really great. They, they said that the news story that when they left Manhattan was like, there's a shootout in Little Italy in like a restaurant they'd just been in. And then when they got here, it was like, Chippy had small fire. And they like, oh. <laughs> um, but, but obviously they moved here because to be nearer to our grandparents who are from Liverpool because yeah. our history of our family is all Scousers. Yeah. And so that made sense to be here. But then didn't really know any they didn't really know anyone here and it's quite a small town it's quite a different culture shock from moving from from Mm. Manhattan so they they never really made lots of friends here we had lots of friends in Liverpool and different places and as they passed through they would come here but otherwise it wasn't an in and out thing it was just us in the house really and was your dad away a lot yeah Yeah. I'd say enough like yeah yes and no Steve was like yes (laughs) he was away so much um no but but like when you think about dads who like have jobs and mm. like yeah because like he'd go on like 18 yeah. month tours there was like a 10 year period where the tours were always like 15 months 18 months he would come back obviously within that right. time but it'd be like right. six weeks or what a, a time and then you see him for like a couple of days and then he'd go back and he kind of has kind of you know continued to do that 
but now the tours are a little bit shorter sometimes and it's a little bit more manageable further apart but when yeah. I think back to being a kid it was always like for birthdays and stuff dad it would be like a surprise because dad had come home yeah, and surprised us yeah but what was nice it was, it was never like like I don't know it never felt bad it was just always like that's what dad has to do and then we'd like we said we would go and join them and stuff so it was kind of like exciting and but it, it was weird because it, it's not that was obviously pre Skype and mm. all of that. So you genuinely yeah. just like didn't hear Put from him on the him phone. On if the he phone. Had time, but... <laughs> like, oh wow! Ages. And like I remember, he used to come home because when he did come home, it would be when Dad was home. Dad's a very very involved dad. So when Dad was home, it was like Dad was home. You know, like. <laughs> and really I remember he used to come in if he was coming in from tour or whatever late. He would come in at night and we'd be asleep, and he'd like come into our room and wake us up and be like, "Yeah," oh. we'd be like, "Yay!" But quite hard on your mum, your dad being away so much. Yes. I think so. But mum was one of those people who's like, it's fine. I'm going to get on with it. It's cool. So it's never felt like that. But then looking back, it's like, at one point, well, she got a puppy. We got a puppy. Mm. And so at one point, there was like, we had a puppy. There were two, like, I was like maybe 40. No, no, what? I was like, no, you eight. were like seven. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like 40. Um, sorry, eight. <laughs> and then Gina was, Gina's three years younger than me. And then also she was at uni. Yeah, because she retrained at uni at 40. Yeah, and so oh, now I've got a brilliant. puppy. I know what that feels like. I'm like, mm. how did you toilet train the dog while you've got Absolutely. two kids and you're at university and dad's away? Mm. I think a lot, I think um, our grandparents did a lot of like came I think because I, I can remember them like picking us up from school and like yeah. you know coming to help quite a lot so that was because they Liverpool's about 40 minutes away from where we live so that wasn't too bad and that kept, she kind of got a lot of help that way we were told dad was on, do you not remember this we were told dad was on tour so he'd come back at weekends and give us sweets they were actually divorced but she didn't oh want to tell us. What was he on oh. tour doing? What well, she said he was working right, away. Okay, so oh that cat will always bring it down. I'm just warning. No, it's you. quite funny she though. <laughs> bring the tone. It's interesting. Right yeah. I, uh, was the I... wording she used on tour? No, she said he's away working, so he'd be away working all week, and then he'd come back for a night and give us sweets. And we just oh. thought he was away working, and then about That's ten so years hot. later, we're told yeah, I know. they were Holy. divorced. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Sorry, I There's 18 months between yeah. us. Kath is older. I understood it less, so I was probably just fine with the sweets. Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't yeah. really understand what was going on. And then when he fully mm. left, I thought he then remarried and we got extra Christmas presents. So it was fine. Great. Damaged Played you off. a lot more than me, yeah. let's be exactly. honest. But, exactly. Um, was there any what, parental favouritism? Yeah. As in with us? Or yeah. Was... It, it, yeah. Who was the favourite child who stood out as you, being. You, you think it's me, don't you? <laughs> No, I don't think it's Stevie. I just think that Stevie, because my perception of what was valuable in a child is that Stevie's very clever. And I was very like, what's going on? <laughs> and so I thought, and my grandma used to say about Stevie, like, oh, she's perfect. She's perfect. And I was like, and it was like, obviously no one said anything about me, but the subtext is like, and she's all right. But obviously I, I, that's how I internalise it when grandma would have been horrified if that's what I thought. But I just thought because Stevie was so clever that it was like, wow, Stevie's so clever. But it's no one ever spawned. No, it's the first yeah, and no thing. one it ever like made everyone. It does, and I don't think anyone ever made that a thing. But I Stevie, what's your what's your take on that? Yeah, I'm the best Gra one. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, and, and yeah. Can you just flesh out why you're the best? <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I felt I didn't. I didn't feel like there was any favoritism. I do feel like because when you're the older one, when you're the younger one, that dynamic. Um, continues throughout your entire life so even I like Gina's turning 30 soon and mm. I hope that's okay to say um, <laughs> and 
I'm 33. But like, so we're just full adults, obviously now. But you re- you revert to the, like I see Gina as well. She's like 16, maybe like mm. 17 at a push, and sometimes maybe there is like a deferring like uh, deferring to me in terms of like very interesting stevie really great take ah <laughs> genie you're mad um yeah i think because <laughs> i'm the little just one will never, you're the little one yeah. and that will never go away i don't think because you just gina's too young to be an adult surely mm-hmm. and, and but obviously she's not so i see that but obviously i don't i don't see that when we were growing up i was this very very recently my no. parents revealed to me that they thought i had a photographic memory um, and was just like exams were really easy for me and it was like no quite a high level of anxiety and i worked really hard not mm. that Gina didn't work hard but obviously i have the propensity to just like learn stuff and shoot out in exams a lot easier than gina did so but so my perspective which is i was just very stressed all the time not i was like this person who's just like sorry i'm so sorry i'm very clever that was yeah i thought stevie would like look at books and be like revision done and then i was like but stevie was in her room like oh god like trying to yeah and also recently gina said to me that i said like i think i was talking because i read a lot and gina (laughs) gina said to me that she thought all the books i read are like norse mythology and like chaucer <laughs> and i was like no i read like books like no like books that you would like like what do you because i did like english literature and some of the modules were all like in old english and it was like yeah cool you know like i failed those because <laughs> like, right. i didn't, couldn't read them <laughs> but like there's this kind of perception yeah that i think is you know i'm not stupid but like you know i'm not as intelligent as <laughs> people in the family believe I am. It's so funny, that's just stuck. But I don't think there was any favouritism in terms of us. Like, they were, yeah. Mom and Dad are both like people who are very like effusive with their love. So they're like mm-hmm. very cuddly, they're very tactile, they're very playful, they're very verbally affirming and like like yeah. and there was just like an abundance of that. There just didn't seem to be any different difference between yeah. us. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh I wish you were more like your sister. Like that, no, that no, didn't yeah. happen, I don't think. No. I don't think anyway. Right, yeah, so you just just say it again. I don't know how else to explain a podcast to a ghost. Just explain it again. Uh, you listen to it, and we talk to people we like. James Acaster. Yes. Sophie Duker. Yeah. Nish Kumar. Yes. Rosie Jones. Yes. Izzy Sutty. Yes. Darren Harrier. Yeah. There's loads. You listen to them. They tell a spooky story that they've heard about Spooktown. Some of them are horrible little liars. Yeah. It's that simple. I don't understand how you're not getting it. It's really rude. No, oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What? Well, it's not a ghost, it's just a smudge on the mirror. Oh. I still don't really know why I didn't get it, but... <sighs> I thought you explained it really well, Ed. Thank you, Kat. Welcome to Spooktown. Hey, it's wherever you get your podcasts. No one's judging. Wherever you get your podcasts, you bloody listen. If you want. So did either of you rebel? Oh, mm. sure. Oh, no. You Gina, did, Gina, Gina, didn't you? I don't think I did. Do you think I did? I Well, I think... See, look, basically, what we should do is we should make up, like, a big rebellious story because at the moment we're just like, so our family <laughs> yes, were really, like, affirming know, and, like, it's actually fine. Um, I rebelled... Oh, it's like, well, you know, we. Were, I think we were both... I remember being a piece of shit when I was, like, going through puberty. <laughs> like, I carved I hate dad on a cupboard. Um, oh. Sorry, that wasn't when you were going through puberty. That was when you were literally, like, eight and he wouldn't let you go swimming. Oh, my God, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep thinking I'm so much older than that? Okay, fine. But also when I was... I used to, like... 
I like discovered alcohol like 13, 14, would come mm-hmm. in like absolutely smashed, throwing up everywhere. Um, Gina at one point, and, and that actually caused Gina to not drink until she was like 22 or something. Yeah. Because all the way through university and she even yeah. worked at a cocktail bar and she was like, mm. I'm not drinking because I've seen, because I think I was like, I think it was like, Maybe it was that thing, but you know, I did very well on my GCSEs and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you go to, it went to a different sixth form and it was like, yeah, okay. I'm going to drink two Smirnoff Ices and throw up on my father. Um, <laughs> and that, and also like I smoked and I did, I did all, like at uni and all of that stuff. And, and then regret that very much. Um, mm. But you didn't really do any of that. You, know, you didn't do, you didn't have your big, but then you, you, you ran but away then to I did Budapest have a big, and worked in party yes. hostels. I, because I didn't drink until I went to uni and I just didn't and also I'm a very hyperactive person so mm. I just felt like I didn't need to sort of thing I've, I, I was worried how I would be actually if I drunk because I was I'm quite hyperactive anyway I'm quite mm. sort of drunk all the time and then when I went to uh when I moved to London because I did a degree in advertising in Leeds and I drank in uni but like I was never the most drunk I was always a person putting people into cars I was always the least drunk mm. person and then um, after uni, I met, I came to... Oh, no, actually in uni, sorry. Second year of uni, I went to this place called Budapest. Uh, not this place called Budapest, like that's in Hungary. <laughs> but as in, sorry, Budapest yeah. Party Hostels, which is like this mm. network of travel hostels. And I worked there. And that whole thing was like, good morning, breakfast is a strawberry. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, okay, I better do it, otherwise I'm not cool. And so oh. there I drank like a lot. Mm. And then did that for about three months and then came home. But I think that was me trying to be like, yeah, look, I am cool. I do drink because I didn't for ages. And I really enjoyed it, but it was a very short period of like, all right, beg home now because you've, you've drank for 14 days. And did and that shock you, Stevie? Did that? Did you see a different side to her? That... Yeah, and also, mm. yeah, because I, I think I felt bad because I was like, I think I've ruined Gina's, like, fun because I've been like, yeah. so she's seen it and I was, like, she's seen me being so bleh, that she, mm. you know... When when you're not drunk and someone's really drunk and also you're like just in your family home, it's not great. Um, and I felt bad and I was kind of relieved that she did go to a, the party hostels and she did do that because then when she came back, there wasn't this sense because we didn't actually, I think I'm right in saying, Gina, and I think I'm okay to say this, we weren't really that close between like when I left uni no. and then there was like Nothing three, like four we are years. Now. We didn't like, I, I didn't... We, you know, when Gina was like still at home and I'd gone to uni, there was like a two year thing. And then Gina went to uni. I didn't go and visit. Like we didn't really talk very much. Really? It's like, we didn't really know we were, each other We were in touch. Much. Like, well, we were on, I think, yeah. Like we were on social media, we'd chat and stuff. Mm. And when we come home, it would be great. But we didn't, we didn't form like a friendship outside of being like sisters. Whereas now we're incredibly yeah. close as sisters. I'm like, we would say that we're probably best friends as well as sisters. Whereas then it was like, we were at that age where you're sort of like, doing quite different things mm. and then as you get into your 20s you're doing similar things so you can bond on that but we just didn't see yeah. each other a lot and we kept in touch and we still loved each other but it wasn't like we were really developing this friendship at all yeah and I think I would I would have said that like you know when you grow when you go from being like 13 14 15 to being like you're 18 19 20 and you know what I've been I've, I've been at uni Gina hasn't and also like Gina's this person that like, doesn't drink and, and I don't really I, th- I remember like not really actively thinking about it but it just didn't quite get what we do socially which is terrible mm, yeah. because there's more there's more to life than drinking and going out but I felt like I was very separate and then I remember there was like you came you took to, me to Gina a party came in Durham yeah yeah so then Gina came to visit me in Durham where I, I was at uni 
And yeah, and we had like two days. And I remember like all my friends were like, Gina is so fun. And I was like, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and then um, sort of from that, and then when we, when Gina, gra- I moved to London, then when Gina graduated, we ended up like our, our offices for our first jobs were like both in Soho, um, both around the corner from each other. Gina was just like, cool ad gal who was like mm. sorry I've got a membership at the gym next door and I was like I'm too nervous to go to a gym and Gina like, G- and Gina, like m- got me into all these classes and we'd like go to the gym and then I'd like go around to her office who all had like bevies after work and, and I, I worked for a career development site and that wasn't really the vibe oh. and then and then I'd go, go, go and like drink tinnies with her workmates and be like, "This is so cool! This is London living." <laughs> you're just you're just picking words out that we that my Australian boyfriend has brought into the family the last seven years. She's like tinnies, the tinnies yeah. and the frothies in Soho, the bevs in Soho. Ha! But but it, 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 I remember feeling like I was quite lost at that point. Like I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I was like waitressing, and I really wanted to like get into comedy, but I didn't really know how and thought I was terrible mm. and you know you, you know you just like the early 20s and and also mm. <clears throat> we don't really come from money so it, it wasn't like it, I think I was actually literally living under a table yeah, in Hornsey and paying like 480 yeah. pounds a month mm. to live under my friend's table um I didn't have a mattress anyway well just get what you can get a blow up mattress um and then when Gina arrived, she felt it felt to me like she had it. She was like living the cool London life that I wanted yeah. to live. I was like, ah. But I also was in that situation where I didn't have like I didn't have any money. So this random man who owns a pub said to me and my friend, because in advertising it's like stepbrothers, you're hired with a partner and fired with a partner. You do art and copy as creatives, right. as two of you. And I, me and Jen, Jen was my copywriter. And this guy called Jerry had a pub and we were sofa surfing for months because we didn't have anywhere to live because we're mm. not from here, obviously. And he said, oh, I've got like a spare room you can, like I've got a storeroom of the pub you can like stay in. And we were like, we're going to get murdered, but I guess we have to take it because otherwise we can't yeah. stay here and get a job. So we took this storeroom of this pub and it was like, there, I remember there was like a, six seven foot red bull can you know those like promo red bull <laughs> cans as that then there was like an old cabinet full of glasses and then there was a single camp bed and we both slept on that single camp bed for nine months nine and, months yeah and jerry uh, we ended up actually we went to stay for two weeks and we ended up staying there for like two years and jerry became like our dad basically this guy right. who we were like, if we wake up and we're chained to a wall in the dark, I'll be like, Jen. And you'll be like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, but, it, but, it, but, it, but he was just a lovely out. bloke. He was so a lovely bloke. He's a lovely uh, older Irish man who I now adore. And me and Stevie mm. were both struggling in London. And I think that really helped. I, I mean, Stevie, I had a glamorous quote unquote job because I was in advertising. But in terms mm. of like living in a city and having no money and like eating rice all night because you just don't can't afford to make meals. Mm. Like I was doing that too. And I think that really helped us. Bond. But Stevie, you yeah, you saw Gina as being much more. You just described it as her being a bit more head, bit more settled. Yes, and you were more lost because Gina is like somebody that's much more extroverted and sociable than I am. The gap may have closed now that I'm, we're older, but back then definitely. Like I just, you know, Gina would be the sort of person who'd be like, oh yeah, like I blagged, I blagged my way into the Grouch Show the other night, and, and I saw this person. There's also like in the in the room above the pub, it's a very cool pub, so it, there were loads yeah. of famous people always there. And so yes, okay, she was living on a mattress, but like her stories were like, I saw X person, you know, they all took everyone back to their flat, and everyone was like having an after party, and you and then my story was like. I went outside and sat Aww. in the yard and then I came back in and there was a snail on my head. Like that would be <laughs> yes. like the kind of, 
and it, and it just it, like it was fun for, it, like you i can stretch it out you know it was a fun bit but then it's like it's just quite sad <laughs> like regina's was like like hard but also what you imagine yeah mine had like london life attached to it yeah like hard mm. london living like that's what was going on and i sort of wanted a bit of that you know but were you actively jealous or were you kind of wow and uh, enjoying I, it? I didn't get mm. jealous i just felt like I turned it inward and was like, I have lost the plot. Oh, like, yeah. come on, Stevie. Like, what happened? You were like the clever one who like did an English literature degree. What are mm. you saying? You can't get a job. Um, but I'd also done an MA in journalism. And so I wanted to be a journalist. And I just, there was like a two year period, in fact, where uh, Joe Williams helped me very much, where I would go to Edinburgh and I'd like review comedy. And I didn't have any money so I slept in my friend's bath for like half of the one month then I oh. then I stayed in like um the comedian like Nish Kumar and Tom Lean and yeah. I think Joe Williams all shared a flat and I and they very kindly allowed me to stay for the two weeks that I was going to run out of money because they paid me like mm. 10 pounds a review um oh. and then I did that and I basically did that for like two years and then finally got a job in yeah in like career on a career development site which it was I had a lovely little job but it was like 15 grand no mm. money and also not cool it was not, yeah. not what cool. you wanted to do you don't feel good being like i work for a career development site like it doesn't whereas gino's job sounds so glamorous and also yeah. gino's very very good at social media and um, much earlier than i was and is very like not that i'm good it's so actually i still struggle with it now but gino was very good at like this is there's a great thing that we talked about on our podcast that we did might delete later where gino was like she'd put up like a what was the thing where you put up a picture and, and you were like, just living the life, working in, working in London, hard graft. Oh, the first and she, picture, and, yeah. And she was doing like a free on Instagram was, <laughs> Yeah, it was me on a sofa in B&B and ad agency. <laughs> and I was like, on, I was like, first job, loving it. Hustle life or something. And then when I look back on it, I was like, you weren't getting paid, you asshole. Why did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> it just made you look like you had a yeah, job. But she knew how to spin it. She knew yeah. how to spin it. She did. And so, like, I think the equivalent is that, like, you know, it was the first real thing of, like, oh, I'm looking at what my sister's doing online as well. And it mm. seemed so cool. And also then the funny... But then whenever we'd hang out, it would always be, like... It was so nice because we were becoming friends. And yeah. Gina would, like, help me out. And so, like, she'd let, she'd let me. But, like, she'd let me come to her events. And, like, <laughs> if I ever had something... Because, okay, I then started to work in... Work for... Not better, but, like, more exciting-sounding magazines. And mm. I'd get invited to events. And then, and then she would come to my... And then we became, like... Yeah, it was just... Like, she got me in, into her gym and I was like cool I'm like a woman just like working out after work you know it's all about that like I've got a Starbucks I'm walking down the street and I'm in London the image of yourself that you wanted yeah Yeah. the image that you wanted to be and apart from the time that we went to a event around about around about that period where it wasn't an event you know it was it was Gillette where I think creating a new razor and we went Spaniards we were like there's free drinks no you punched a Spaniard Stevie, I'm trying to get to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what do you think I'm talking that. about? The razor? <laughs> yeah. And we just went, we often went to these things because there was like free drinks and like, we were like- And free well, food sometimes. Free. Yeah. And so we'd go to these things and um, we went and I think I was wearing like a little mini dress or something and Stevie was in like a suit, like a full suit with a hair back. And she was like, oh, I just don't look cool. Like, you look so pretty and I just look so, like, androgynous and I just don't feel cool. And, like, she was upset about it. And I was Aww. like, no, you look great. I don't, think I, I don't think I said that. I think, I think, just to be clear, I don't think I was literally like, you look cool and I look androgynous. I think what, what was happening was Gina was 
constantly getting chatted up and I was just sort of sat behind her, but I d- didn't have anyone to talk to. So I was a yeah. bit like, I just sat behind her like, I don't know how to be and I don't know what, and Gina's very sociable anyway. Mm. So I felt really like, oh, I feel like I've come to this event and I'm sort of dragging you down a bit. And also yeah. I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> I and so we had like a back and forth about that and I was like no and I, she was like you're getting chatted up and I was like no I'm not and I was like I'm just talking to people and she's like that's what that is and I was like oh and then which is often a thing with me it's like I'm just talking because every stranger's a friend waiting to be made and Stevie's like that guy's hitting on you and I'm like oh right <laughs> and then we went outside and then we got into an argument about it because she was upset and I was like why are you upset and she was like you don't get it and I was like oh and then we were drunk obviously so hmm. we got into an argument on Oxford Street and then this guy came up behind me and grabbed my ass. and Stevie like immediately switched her anger from me to him and was like, fuck off, like, oh, I don't grab my ass. And oh, I turned bro. around and I pushed him really hard, but I pushed him into a lamppost and he smashed his head and he was bleeding. And mm. I was like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh, I didn't even fucking, and I was like, oh, don't fucking touch my ass. And he goes like, and then there's that moment where you come out of yourself and you're like, what are we doing? Like, what mm-hmm. is, th- this is awful. Do you remember the end of that story though? Because his girlfriend came over, mistook me for oh, you, yeah. and punched me in the face. Me in no. the face, yeah, she punched you. Yeah, yeah she, she went, thought you were me. Fuck you, and then punched me, and then I started crying. No. So there's a scene. She started screaming. Was, like, angry. I was crying. I didn't also I hadn't really seen Gina push this man, so I was just like, this woman just came over and put And that that was a point where where we were like, okay, we just need to like reassess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to chat about. There's stuff going on I've here, we been, need to talk about it. I've yeah. always been very jealous of Gina's ability to be sociable in just any and like blag away into events and like and I'm like how do you do that because when you go up and they go no you can't come in I go okay I'm sorry and then I but that shifts that shifts because we had that Rachel was incredibly cool men fancied her I was sitting I horrific all the rest of it and it changes she's now become socially anxious and you know and I remember my first week in London when I moved to London I got myself a runner's job I had no money I was sleeping on people's floors and I walked through the center of Soho and I had that feeling I'm in Soho check me come on this is I'm, I'm going to a bloody tv party it's all going on and a guy in a suit walked past me slammed me between the legs and carried on I burst into tears in the middle of a really busy Soho nobody helped me so I was like okay I'm going home now to Cheltenham I am not going back to London it was you know but I felt like I was there living the life in London and then bash it all went it's unbelievable yeah that's horrible yeah that's the thing because you're like you believe that you have an image of the like city life and then you realize actually city life there's like there's like assholes everywhere and yeah. like yes. guys will grab your ass and you can't control Mm-mm. it and you're like oh I can mm. control this this is gonna be amazing mm. yeah. yeah no I'm Kiri Pritchard-McLean and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast Who Are You Wearing where I talk to gorgeous people about how and why they wear the clothes they do tell me what you're wearing right now <laughs> a big orange jumper a of a button-down shirt. And I'm also wearing a back support because I'm 35. A black shirt with gold leopard skin shoulders on it. And a Fitbit. It just buzzed at me saying, get up and walk <laughs> around, please. A plain black hoodie. Just a black hoodie. And this beautiful black hooded top. <laughs> a colourful headscarf, colourful earrings. A pair of socks with Liam Gallagher on. A pink suit and a tie that I actually wore for my wedding. And my slippers, because obviously, you know, we're working from home, aren't we? <laughs> but the slippers, they are pink and fluffy, so, you know, I think we can get away with that. <laughs> so, subscribe to this new weekly podcast and get ready to listen, laugh and cry as I ask people, who you wearing?
So is there a world you can imagine, because you were in close proximity to each other in London, what if you hadn't been? What if one of you had worked in, uh, you know, wherever, and one was in London? How yeah. how could things have been? It's a good point. I think it maybe would have taken a bit more... I think it would have taken longer for us to become close, like we are now. But yeah. I still... I mean, I still feel like we would have... Something... Because we like congregate at home at Christmas yeah, and like yeah, a couple of times so throughout close. the year it would take I think it would take and what did happen was like that moment where one of you uh goes beyond just being like hey how's it going oh, I'm great and one of you's like I'm sad and then the other one's like mm. yeah, I'm here and I think mm. that's that's also maybe what flipped our relationship a little bit because when I was at uni I deferred my second year because I uh well to be honest just got depression really mm. and so and I didn't know and I just had never experienced anything like it. I didn't know what was going on I just was very confused and don't really remember much of it actually so it's not mm. not very great about talking about it because it's, it's like a blank um but Gina I found a letter that like Gina had written me being like you're so great and I look up to you and you're it's okay and all of that and it's Aww. so sweet I don't know why I did that silly voice when I'm saying <laughs> she, doesn't small. Small. Like that. Small. she doesn't talk like that she doesn't talk like that she thinks I'm tiny and small, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, and and then that was when you came to stay like that year yes. because it's, you know or you worried. Um, yeah. And like when I restarted my year and I was much better, but like it, and that kind of brought us together a little bit. So I feel like it. Yeah. It I, takes felt, that, I felt like it? I have definitely felt like there's been periods of times when you were struggling where I've taken on the role of big sister. Mm. massively and I feel so, really like, guilty and... about that because I'm supposed to no no that. you shouldn't because I actually just loved being there for you because as a little sister you never get to do that for anyone you're always the little one that's like oh haha ha, like you're tiny and mental and it's like ah and there's never any like responsibility and I'm a very like very like is everyone okay? I want everyone to be okay. Let's make sure let's talk about everything be vulnerable like I just want to make everyone okay all the time Yeah. so when Stevie was struggling I like almost stepped into that role, like just ready to do it because I just really wanted to help her. But also like as a little sister, I really wanted to be able to like be there for someone because everyone was just there for me as a little one mm. all the time. Mm. And that yeah. was, it's probably why and that's I when don't we got a lot often, closer then. And I don't often feel like I, now it's slightly different because you feel more comfortable, but I felt like I was like letting, I was like letting down the, roles like it's like oh I, I need to be and that's maybe as well why I felt a bit like I've got this stupid job and Gina's doing really well but just just oh like oh, I should be more sociable because I should be like helping Gina do everything and you're yeah. like mm, yeah, no that's you're how different I people it's yeah. and it kind yeah. of I don't know about you guys but it kind of like a- averages out as you get older and you kind of realize yeah. that like you know when we were like 13 when Gina was like 13 and I was like 15 I, I remember I bought like um a Lincoln Park hoodie and Gina wanted to and Gina like wanted to get one and I was like but you didn't even listen to the album you don't even know whereas now she like I kicked off so much and then I dad said kicked off do you remember dad said, you were like, she doesn't even like the music. She's just getting it for the aesthetics. I'm like, you didn't use the word aesthetic. <laughs> and then dad was like, dad was like, yeah, you're a sheep because you're following them. And she's a sheep following you. You're all sheep. It doesn't like, oh, it's the same and thing. Like, and we were shut like, up. shut up. <laughs> and then I was like, sorry, because I'm into the Rasmus. <laughs> I, I wore like a dog collar. So I was like, now is a dog collar like a priest or is it the one with the spikes on it? No, that's a Which priest. Your... A dog collar's a priest. Yeah. yeah okay. A priest. Yeah, I wore one with the spikes coming out of it. I did not yes. wear a priest's dog collar. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was slightly concerned. That would be unique. 
but so I thought I was like being. I, I, I remember like I once wore like a slinky as a bracelet. It's like, what are you doing? But like, being, like I'm just so out there, and no one can like rein me in. Um, and but then obviously everyone was dressed like that at that time, so I was not. But then when we got older, what was nice is that now Gina's very like a fashion queen, and so I. Um, I'm consistently buying things because she's wearing them and being like, I'm so sorry I bought the shoes that you've bought. <laughs> it's fine. And it's quite nice to actually quite relieved to be able to say like, I like your earrings and I want them and I've bought them now and I can I wear them too. And then her be like, yeah. Or like she gives me like shoes. Sometimes she gets sent shoes or she gets things and she's like, oh, they don't quite fit. And I'm like, I'll take them. And it's nice <laughs> and quite refreshing to not be like worried about that and be like, oh no, I should be doing that because I'm the bigger yeah. one. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Now we're can just we friends just... and we're on an even yeah it's an even kit can i just ask about any more rails because i feel there'll be some good stuff in there from childhood rails mm. any other and also, that I, was yeah. brilliant that one was really I good I, I can see how you both have been feeling but i can't really remember why we, well you used to attack me do you remember like no, so we do so, yes you did so I, but i also would like give you why? a good wallop because <laughs> she doesn't remember. yeah because well basically like you know you get to say i you, gina was very very small and skinny for a very long time whereas i developed that was like, like a rubber much chicken. earlier yeah you were you looked like a little rubber chicken <laughs> and i was like and i looked like a sort of a 30 year old woman when i was like 13 um, <laughs> and like a full build no i've seen pictures of them it's like i'm like absolutely well i'm stacked in, in the in in the front but also just like i was five foot ten like you're, you're yeah. 14 how um and so we'd yeah. get into fights and she'd annoy me or whatever and i'd like push her or whatever but like i obviously couldn't you know absolutely go at her because she's half my size Mm-mm-mm. so do you know Mm-mm. i imagine you always felt this is why this is what i'm like um projecting onto you i imagine you always felt like well i'm small and you're always able to do it. and you would like yeah. launch so like she's <laughs> kind of like overcompensate <laughs> you would launch yourself you do a run-up <laughs> and like launch yourself at me there was one time when you did that and I think like I tried to kick you and then I like kicked the wall and twi- twisted my ankle and like couldn't walk on it for ages which was really just like oh my like, god I'm very no frustrating. Like but the, the, the arguments are always pathetic it was like I want to go swimming yes <laughs> yes okay go swimming so there was yeah. never hatred no. there was no. never hatred I mean I there was thing. for that moment like I hated it yeah. but like there was no I remember getting really annoyed about I remember getting, thinking Stevie was really fucking stupid about Fucking sorry, I'm sorry. I'm annoyed about it. I was stupid about fucking. About (laughs) fucking, and I was like, "Why? We're only 15." No, about like borrowing things. Like I'd be like, "Can I wear that?" Or like, "Can I use that?" And you'd be like, "No, it's mine." And I'd be like, "Yeah, but if you can't borrow stuff from your sisters, then who do you borrow stuff from?" And she was so like, "No, that's mine." And I was like, "Why?" And then she would do it to me, and I'd be like, "It's mine." And then she'd be like, "You." And I remember being like, oh. <laughs> we did exactly yes, the same. What is that about? She wouldn't let, let me read just 17. She was like, you're too young. She wouldn't let me borrow. Yeah, it's the same because it's territorial. Yeah, it you're older yeah. and you're like, this is our thing. This is my thing. And as the li- smaller ones, they wouldn't let us have any of well, like, them. Want so, yeah, them to get to, so like Gina would sometimes do be able to do things a bit earlier than I could because, you know, she's the second, second one. Child. Like, well, that's not fair. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. And that mm. would really piss me off. But now we can borrow just clothes. That's fine. Now we're all over that. We had an argument, not an argument, actually. It was a, I always struggle to find the word for something that isn't an argument, but it's just a discussion where everyone's crying and everyone feels hurt, but they're trying to understand each other. Like, what's that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like a, like a, a tearful, a tearful, tense discussion about, and this oh, yeah. was about three years ago, which oh, was God, that yeah. I had 
started the work I do now, which was like activism work. And I'd launched this campaign to change law mm. in England and Wales. And I was like going through it and trying to do it. And my profile was raising quite dramatically because it was clear that I was going to change the law in the end. And mm. I got, it was at the end of the law change and I got, there was a moment where I got an offer to write a book about activism. They wanted me to write about changing law and I didn't want to write about that because it's very specific. It's very like, I change the law, I convene it how. And so like, that's not my vibe at all. It was more like, <laughs> let me write a toolkit that like people can go into and like it's helpful and practical. Mm. So I was like, I took that and I was going to write that. And something was happening in Stevie's life at the exact same time where she was struggling with something. And so I was kind of going like this, up, like this. And Stevie was kind of struggling with something at the same time, parallel. And Stevie's always been a writer. And I haven't really. Like, I've written, like, articles here and there because Stevie has helped me out by saying, oh, Refinery might take your pictures. Here's how you write a pitch, et cetera, et cetera. But I'd not done a lot of it. I'd done a handful of it. I wasn't really a writer at that point. And so that was Stevie's thing. And it always has been. I've always been pictures. I was an art director. Mm. I wasn't a copywriter for a reason. And so I got this book deal and I was getting quite successful. And Stevie, at a party, a Halloween party, introduced me as an influencer to someone. She said, this is my sister, she's an influencer and blah, blah, blah. And I, at that point, was really struggling with the concept that like people would describe me as that because obviously I was in the throes of this incredibly he- like heavy traumatic thing, which is trying to change law on your own for the whole country. <laughs> and it was mm. so involved yeah. and so heavy and messed me up so much. And so... The concept that because my followers had gone up, people would introduce me as an influencer. It was like, what are you talking about? That's literally not what I do. I've just yeah. got followers because I've done all this stuff. And I got quite upset about mm-hmm. it. And so we had this argument or, or discussion over dinner at home. Uh, on uh, Christmas Day. It was Christmas. And we <clears throat> we were sitting at the dinner table and mum and dad were left and right. And what often happens in our family discussions is like, we were talking about this yesterday, like, it's very boring, but I don't find it boring. I find it fascinating. <laughs> like... <laughs> There isn't a real hierarchy in our family between the four of us. And what happens is that, like, someone's hurt, there's discussions and people are upset and everyone's emotional. But, like, there's a clear, like, we're trying to understand each other through the Mm. argument. That It it doesn't get past the point where it's just like, I'm annoyed and you're an asshole and that doesn't really happen. It's like, okay, yes, I'm trying. And we, mum and dad were mediating while me and Stevie were just fully crying. And me going like, each other. I'm not an influencer. You I was like, but saying. what's wrong with that? And, <laughs> and I she said, was like, there's really nothing wrong with this. Because I was like, I, said, I was like, but you said you really, I said, I didn't just go, hey, is my sister the influencer? I was like, is my sister, she's an influencer and she's like changing the law. Like I said that. <laughs> and I was and like, you like, didn't, like, ah. you think you did. And then, she, and then I was like, but you just, and then it came out like Stevie was like well I'm having a hard time and like all this stuff is happening for you and it's weird and I'm Mm. I'm trying to adjust to it Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm sensitive because you're a proper writer and like you're really academic and all this stuff and you'll call me an influencer and I'm feeling like I'm the little sister who's like just doing some stuff on Instagram and so we were were both hurting but we were just fully crying like ah and mum and dad were going so I think what's your hope I'm hearing there (laughs) yes (laughs) literally dad was saying like I'm hearing from Stevie that she's caught I remember dad being like I'm hearing from Stevie that she's calling you an influencer, but maybe her definition of what that is is different to what you're oh, definitely. And I was like, yes. It's like, oh. it's like, it exhausting. Wild. But then it's very helpful because when you have those things, then afterwards, like for example, now I like then immediately I just like understood mm-hmm. what you meant more, you know, like. Yeah. But yeah. It, but it also it's just such a silly thing to have an argument about on Christmas Day. Like it's just like maybe classic. Yeah. Let me hold how it did, in. How did it end? It ended with Stevie saying, yes, I have taken... Stevie take, 
she did a whole show on social media and she does, she often takes the mick out of social media culture, which is why yeah, I was yeah. like, you must hate me. <laughs> and so it ended with Stevie being like, oh, I'm taking the mick out of it, but I'm not taking the mick out of you because I don't think of you like that at all. Yeah, and I was, I was like, very oh. clear. I was like, I, I don't think, and I didn't, now I understand, but I didn't think an influencer was a bad thing. I was actually quite proud to be mm-hmm. like, because like, when you say that, it's like, yeah, go online and see what she's doing sort of implication. Yeah. And, and then I understood that it wasn't, that wasn't what she was getting. And I had to just be really clear that like, I thought, I think she's great. And whenever mm-hmm. I take the piss, it's people who I, you know, I'm, who I think are not, they've not got any substance and they're not really, do, and, they're, and they're actually maybe actively harming what, how mm. women think about themselves mm. and or, or how people think, think about themselves. And Gina is the literal opposite of that. So uh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's yeah. kind of how we- And then I, and then I remember you also said like, then we also, I understood from your perspective why you were maybe, more sensitive stuff because you were like all this stuff's happening for you and it's not happening for me right now yeah I and wasn't it- very well like I had like mm. a chronic pain problem that then turned out I was just stressed but I was like on loads of medication oh God, so and I bad. couldn't really work very well I was doing yeah. gigs but it was like I couldn't really move and and then Gina was doing all this stuff and I was like I I'm sort of stalling and I don't know and I can't mm. you know I can't access but um and then yeah but then uh, and then and then a, a Spaniard punched me no at the end of the story so it's yeah Mm. but that think about us we've been the set because we work together Mm -mm. we kind of don't have that I don't think either of us we've stayed on the same level so it's fine yeah yeah no neither of us have been successful so it's bang on so it's fine (laughs) but but that's essentially why you two you wanted to work together so you've got the podcast together sort of talking about that so that's got you working Working together. together yeah yeah, yeah, and we and we do. Yeah, I think right saying we do really want to work together. It's just sometimes it's difficult to get what Gina does and what I do and find a Venn diagram. Yeah, the podcast yeah. is really great. Yeah, we did two two series of that. We would like mm. to do other stuff and try and find mm. another way that we can do stuff together. But yeah, like it's quite because you know Gina's work is involves a certain amount of sincerity and yeah. caring mm. that my job just is like taking the piss out of totally. that it's quite yeah, hard yeah, yeah. to find a thing that works but um yeah hopefully we will work together again and i, I would very much like to do that yeah we've got right. some plans yeah. nice you should do a podcast on interviewing siblings yeah yeah direct competition oh God, yeah a rival <laughs> pod hello hi Hi, okay i see how it is (laughs) here to judge is the new weekly podcast from little wonder where we dismantle predicaments posted online featuring fruity dilemmas from am i the arsehole on reddit to am i being unreasonable quandaries on mumsnet join me priya hall me robin morgan and me Leila navarby subscribe on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts (laughs) go on give me i was just being like your hype man new episode every Friday <laughs> there must be something we can use <laughs> do you get on with each other's partners yes yes oh, very that well is nice I know They're I'm very... so sorry <laughs> I know we'll be like I hate should we, we can make up some sort of feud yeah, can no, you that's good um, that's nice I hate, I hate her partner uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not very good at making things up yeah. um no, yeah, it's great. There was, there, you know, like... Don't try no, and find no, something. No, I can't. Yeah, no, really no, nice. fine. I think there's a thing where, like, because we're quite similar in how... We're just quite similar. So then both of our partners are, like... We're quite loud and whatever. And like, both mm-hmm. of our partners are, like, incredibly chilled out. Chilled out Really guys. nice men. So you're just like, right. that works out. We, You know, I've had my fair share of absolute shockers that Gina 
we we cannot speak of one of my no, exes because no, Gina no. just hates him. I so will hard. kill him. Yeah, go Come on, on then, Gina. Tell yeah, us well, about he's that. Just got an issue, but like you know, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed. <laughs> yeah, you, yes, are. you are. You're fine. You are. Oh my go god, Gina, all bets are off. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, so one of Stevie's ex-boyfriends treated her really, really badly, mm. and is not a nice guy. Is an egotistical, upper middle class. Man Comedian, insensitive, arrogant asshole that has this like thing where he like acts like he's really nice and effusive. Oh yeah, hi everyone. Oh, what? but his act it doesn't that doesn't make any difference if your actions are you're a fucking prick. I think yeah. I know him. Okay, well he's the worst, and I hate him. And Stevie's very because Stevie's now very happy. She doesn't care. Uh, yeah, I don't care at all. But also because I, I'm as well like I because I don't care. I'm like mm. the thing is, you know, he had a very difficult. Upbringing I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I, you don't treat people I'm like there. that. <laughs> no, Gina's right. Gina's right. And that's my thing. Is like I know I know lots of people have had difficult upbringings. Yeah, and they don't treat. They're totally. not abusive men. Totally agree. And, and he is. And so I actually saw him recently at a pub and I wasn't even smoking, but my boyfriend was. And I went up to him like, th- he was like, hey, yeah, no, it was so nice to see you. Oh. And I was like, oh, fuck off, prick. Don't even, why would you even think you can come talk to me? But anyway, and I went outside. I was just like, yeah, nice to see you. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, fucking hate that guy because I'm, I'm fineless. <laughs> and then I went outside and he was smoking and I was like, can I have a cigarette? And he was like, yeah, no worries. And he gave me a cigarette. And then I went out, about 10 minutes later, I went outside again and was like, can I have another cigarette? And he was like, yeah okay and then the, and then I went back outside and went hey just give me two and I just kept stealing all the <laughs> really great way to get back the only really way I could get back at him way to yeah. get back at him yeah. so I hate um, him yeah so that that that's the thing but also at the time what was nice was that Gina very much uh, you know that thing where you say you've got a friend or whatever and you're like yeah you should leave them they're a piece of shit and, or, and when they break up you're like yeah great because he was awful and then they get back together and you're like oh, oh no, I know totally, totally. totally. Gina was very good with that because she would still mm. say what she thought and then when we got back together because we just broke up all the time and got back together mm. all the time she'd be like look I get it like it's fine but also mm, and, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and so and, and mum was like mum was like I never liked that man oh. <laughs> your choice <laughs> and she said that to me as well she was like he's not good for you and I was like I know and, <laughs> but what was very nice is Gina and that kind of extends to other areas of my life Gina's like I like Gina is almost like a little army general that is gets <laughs> deployed to defend me, and yeah. it happens. It happens with that with that situation, but it was also as well like that was at a party that we'd gone to where like we both looked fucking smoking, but especially <gasps> me, and and it was like oh hey so he was you? there oh what a shame okay, bye. <laughs> like it was great, and then yeah. Gina nicked all the cigarettes, and um, but the um, other instances where it happens is like on social media when I get like you know a, a reply guy or a mm. thing and I'll just sort of be like ugh and then I'll see that within seconds Gina's been like I don't think that's an appropriate comment you should apologise I'm like she's so been doing so amazing there's two one on YouTube she did she does her sketch on YouTube this guy was like Stevie you're so funny but you're so beautiful do you have an OnlyFans and I was like hey Philip maybe if Stevie could exist as a woman on the internet with you, without you assuming that she does sexual content that you can consume that would be awesome just let her do her job but then there was a thing with her ex-boyfriend where he did a, so around the Sarah Everard disappearance mm. my work just was like you know everyone every news channel wanted me to come on and talk about yeah. it and I just didn't because I was like I do this 365 days a year and this mm. is a really hard mm. week yeah and a lot of the narrative was like hey guys like it was with the Black Lives Matter uprising back last year where we were like hey white people just listen mm. now yeah. don't have to say anything now. don't need your hot take don't say uh, anything just listen uh. and learn we did that with Sarah Everard thing where we're saying, hey guys, just listen to the stories, mm. listen to women, read the books. This isn't the time for you to come out and show us what you're doing or even be mm. like, hey, can you teach me? Just listen. Mm. 
And that was the main narrative. And I saw Stevie's ex-boyfriend because he's got this shit sketch group on TikTok. Oh my God, I don't know if we can oh, say I that. have to know, I know who it is. No, oh, we, we can, can, it's we fine, it's fine. <laughs> Disclaimer, my views are my own. My okay. views are my own. So I think they're crap. It's anyway. Richard Osman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Stevie and Richard Osman. Um, and he did this sketch, which was like, I'm a predator. Ha ha, look at my willy. Whoa, the week of Sarah Everard. It was like, and the concept was like how to spot an abuser or something and this guy was kind of there was two of them and this guy was like are you an abuser and he's like no but touch my willy I'm flashing and I was like and I just commented on the they used the like, hashtag he used the hashtag that the men should everyone have been was using, using to not learn, all men like, oh. and, it, and it's like you've jumped on this hashtag to like no, promote your comedy and it's like, just what? that's that's peak no. him you know that's yeah. what he's like that gives you yeah. an anxiety idea of what he's like and I just commented underneath it being like I was like Stevie will you allow me to comment on this she was like oh, yes fine but like lots of other comedians didn't want to because they're all attached to the same thing and it's yeah, difficult totally. to pull people out and yeah. so I just commented about being like in the week where a woman died because of men like this that you're parodying Mm-mm. you you can't jump on a not all men hashtag unless you are going to benefit from it some way like you have to make some hot fun take on a, on predators so that you can get likes from a woman dying that's sick and then obviously like, in every comedian's uh, WhatsApp group that I'm on which is screenshotting it going ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny and but, but but also you know like it that makes me go all like hot and scared because yeah. like I'm like oh god but it's fine because it wasn't me and, I, no, and like if, me. if leveled to me I'd just be like well I didn't know I mean I did I did give Gina full permission and was sort of a bit like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like yeah. so that's that's a great example of Gina being deployed yeah um, totally. on my behalf you know and, and her <sighs> partner now is like the lo- most lovely man that's ever existed and I absolutely adore him he's like my big brother but it's really it's really funny because we have like a relationship where like we poke fun at each other so much we're like he's like here and i'm like here and then i'll be like shut up fuck off and like we we do things that are either crude or rude and we try not to do each other so because we both love each other but we don't want to say we do so we're like mean to each other um and there was like a moment when they first got together like when wilson first got together i guess it was like a few years in where he was like leaving the apartment and i was there and he just walked past me and he was like, see you later. And just like ruffled my hair like I was his little sister. And then he was like, oh. And then he just like walked <laughs> off. And he it's really, we have a really like, sweet relationship. I just ruffled Gina's hair. Thought that was weird, but it was really nice. And then Gina must be like, your partner just ruffled my hair. I was <laughs> like, that wording. I was like, um, it's really cute, but we have a really sweet yeah, relationship. Sometimes he like picks on me too much and I'm like, stop it. But that's because it's like, we're basically related now. So you yeah. would go on holiday together as a foursome? Yeah. Which is oh, just brilliant. Yes. Oh, that's so nice. I would love nice. that. Yeah. should do that. Well, you should do that. My partner's like an Australian, very, he's Australian. We met in Budapest. Um, he's an Australian uh, Joey from Friends, but not misogynistic. But he's like, oh. hey guys, yeah. Like, oh, he's very, he's just, just super laid brilliant. back and so adorable and really yeah. like sweet. So they just, everyone gets on and oh, that's it's just so boring. Brilliant. You've got so, I know, I what, know. What, but taking the partners out of it for a second, what would be your perfect weekend away together? <gasps> oh, that's a good Margate one. was good when I washed your hair. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't feeling very well and Gina t- took us on like a break. And, put her in the uh, bath and washed her hair. Put, she oh. put me in the bath and washed my hair and I looked out the sea and I had some tarot cards. It was just really nice. That's and lovely. Yes, because we have we went away together. I think the only time we've ever just us two been away together was when Gina took me to Budapest party hostels. Like years later, I was like for my twenty eighth, no twenty seventh birthday, mm. and so Gina was like twenty five, I was twenty seven, and I arrived, and I was like, it was the moment where I was like, 
I don't think I can hack this this party life. Like I couldn't I couldn't keep up. You were like, up. I'm just too old for this now. There were so mm-hmm. many Jaeger bombs, and it also like you'd you'd get really drunk, and then the next morning you'd be like, morning Jaeger bombs. I'd be like, I can't, I absolutely cannot. I'm old now, and that's okay. And I wasn't, but it felt like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I've moved through a new stage. I but we haven't actually been away together. I just think, us two. I do think it. I'm, I really want to go on like a sunny holiday where we get like at a resort and we go like out and have drinks and we go to the beach and we've never done that ever. Do it. Just Love and everything's like laid on for you so you don't have to like be like what do I have for dinner it's like oh you go to the grand buffet like, yes 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 like, I want a grand buffet at a beach and then like but also somewhere where there's not a lot of wasps because I, I don't really like wasps I hate wasps, wasps. yeah, yeah. Like, that'd be amazing really let's do that when let's we do can. that well we were going to go to Venice and then the pandemic happened it's not really the same sort of thing it's not really something beach holiday um, <laughs> but now I've seen that there's a lot of tourism in Venice and, and, and it's maybe ruining the, the, the beautiful yes. city so maybe we should go to like you know um, Falaraki. <laughs> we do the Thames Path. We just go on a walking holiday together. We just walk oh, up the Thames brilliant. Path and stop in B and Bs. It is the best thing you can ever do because it's funny. Like yeah, the yeah. people who live on the Thames, and we've met the most extraordinary <laughs> people. Yeah, and then you the... stay in these and little B and Bs, and we love it. So it's amazing. Wow. Do it. It's, it's really brilliant. It's funny. It's brilliant. It's right. Funny. We have to ask you: Is there anything you would like to say to each other that you've never said before? Gina, would you like to say anything to Stevie? Holy fuck. Oh no 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 no! no. I've ta- really? I've taken it, yeah, I've taken it too seriously now. I'm like, oh, what is in my heart that has never come out? So okay, um, I would like to say that uh, I. Oh no! I don't know. Oh, that's it's hard. Because I think that's the problem. We've said everything to each other. Yeah. That's the that issue. is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one? I, um. No. Uh. No. Uh. No. If I want to wait. Um. I'm sorry that um, when we were younger, I didn't, wasn't as there for you in uni as I should be. I do feel that. Oh, that's, well, I yeah. felt like, I felt like you weren't either. No, I felt like <laughs> you, you came at the exact right point. And thank you for telling me my nipples aren't weird. Oh. <laughs> You're what? so welcome. We, she, she showed me her nipples because she was like, they're too weird. And I was like, they're normal nipples. And she was like, I'm so relieved. Yeah. Um, same We'd with never you. Do that. Thank you for telling me that you've got one boob bigger than the other because I thought oh. I was mutated. <laughs> no. Um, oh. I'm very, very sorry. Because I was very mean to you when we were, I was like in teenage years. And I was very like, you're annoying. You're so annoying. And you're not yeah. annoying at all. And I hope that that didn't contribute to you, which you have said in this podcast a few times. I'm just loud and like mad. Like, you're not. <laughs> um, you're yeah. very fun. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. This has been a Little Wonder production. Local artwork from Kathy Mason. Voice from Melanie Walters. Music from Rodri Viney. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Widdicombe and Jill Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wandering include Here to Judge and Welcome to Spooktown. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I haven't laughed like that in about That was proper and we've had quite a few rows, so... Yeah, that's really... (laughs) Oh... She was laughing at her own jokes. Yeah, I know, but it was good.